like I'm sort of like the silver lining to that is maybe you're just like living in the moment in a way yeah let's go with that okay but yeah. then I'm sort of like you you me talking to myself you you anxious person you think you're living in the mo- realistically oh, God, no. no realistically we're living in the future that's the problem that's the pro- oh no <laughs> Sydney to Sydney, talking pop culture and stuff, baby. Yeah, I, yeah. Hi, and welcome to Sydney to Sydney. This is a podcast where that Sydney who follows everything, hi, tells this Sydney who follows nothing what happened in pop culture this week. Yes, that is our premise Mm, it's good to have a solid premise it's good to have a premise and you know what it's good to give yourself room to deviate from that premise oh could not agree more the freedom to explore i don't know let's say the friends union reunion together oh yep because Mm -hmm. to my surprise i said to sydney i watched the friends reunion maybe i could tell you about it like how we did with the grammys you could ask me questions that could steer the conversation. And she said, hell no, I want to watch the Friends reunion. I love Friends. And I was like, of course, I forgot the one, the one thing milestone. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I know it was, it was a very, um, a very unique moment where, cause so often I'd be like, oh great. Yeah. I'm never going to watch that. Yeah. But this, I was like, no, you can't spoil this for me. Are you kidding me? How dare you suggest yes. it? And so here we are, you know, sort of like circumnavigating the normal premise and meeting, meeting as two experts in a certain field. Yes. And that yes, field exactly. is friends. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't think of a better field. I couldn't think of a better field. I, I feel that I have a borderline PhD in it, but maybe that's, maybe that's saying too much. Maybe it's a master's degree. Okay. Anyway, so we've decided that that what we're going to do this week, because this is the only news that matters this week, is, and because we're both experts, we're going to interview each other about our experience watching the Friends reunion. Yes. I'm so excited. Me too. Okay. Okay, who wants to begin? I want to begin. Great. Okay. I just, you know, the reunion starts... And the cast is assembling on the old set. Uh-huh. And they're coming in one by one. It's very emotional. And all I can think of is which one of these people has the worst work? The Oh, oh, of course, of course. The fillers, the fillers. My God, the fillers. Okay. Whose fillers did you find most disturbing? Oh, obviously Courtney Cox's. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And I, and I am... I am shocked and borderline appalled that you don't agree. Her face is I am shocked and bored. Well, okay. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Maybe this should have been the ending one. Okay. Okay. Let's go for it. I told you that I wanted to read you the first notes on my page. Yes. I took some notes because I thought maybe I was going to, you know, we're going to do something on this in the podcast. You think I didn't take notes, please? Well, I think you did take notes. Okay. I did take notes. I wasn't implying that you didn't. I just... Sorry. (laughs) I mean, my notes are these. Schwimmer got fillers. Mm. Confronted Mm. with our own mortality. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I love Jen Aniston. Yes. Male fillers are disturbing. Yes. (laughs) These are my first four notes. I mean, I couldn't get over it. Okay. So this is where I'm at. And and okay, this is why I'm like, I have a lot to say about this. This is one simple observation, but I'm like, are we just more used to seeing it in women? Because Courtney oh. Cox's work is truly, it's too much. Yeah. She, they're, they're all, were great looking people. I mean, I don't want to say they're bad looking people now. I just find they've gotten quite a bit of work done and yeah. I wish maybe they would have let nature take its course a bit more. Agree. Um, but I have to say, I was so alarmed seeing David Schwimmer and um, Matthew Perry's fillers. Dude, unfortunately for me, like these did not even, I did not even clock this. Oh my God. Like, yeah, I know. So, so I don't think David I have Schwimmer's little radar. cheeks. Boop, boop. So, 
Okay, so interestingly, and this might be because of men, because of them being men, as you're saying, yeah. I thought to myself, huh, Schwimmer looks a little, little bloated, which is like that filler look yeah. a little bit. But I, but it, and of course, um, of course, Matt LeBlanc, like, has gained a little bit of weight. But, and so these were the appearances I was noticing. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we could, yeah, we could, we could really go for it on the Matthew Perry of it all. He's had a rough run of it. I'm not sure what to tell is like his, I don't know, like all the drugs and everything. I'm just like, you know. Okay. Did you think that his voice, the way he was speaking was drug related? I didn't know what to think. I've been texting with my friend Lacey a lot about this. She's Mm -hmm. concerned he's like sick, like like we might have a Parkinson situation going on. The news is saying that he got a dental surgery right before filming this. And that's why he was slurring his speech to which Lacey said, you're telling me he could have scheduled a dental surgery at any moment. And he chose right before the friends reunion. No. Okay. Well, here's my thing. Cause I heard that as well. Uh Uh-huh. I think he got new veneers for the reunion. Oh shit. Oh my God, you are you are doing it because I was thinking his teeth are so white. They're so fucking weird and yes. white. And weird and like monolithic. And uh, yes, so monolithic. To me, he was talking like someone who, I've had a lot of dental work done recently. Yes, I, you have, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunate to say. Um, but I just feel like I've never had veneers or anything, but I feel like having a change in your mouth is so weird and take some getting used to. And I was yes. like, if you got your teeth totally redone, which is something you might schedule before a major TV yes. appearance, yes. then I could see being kind of like a little weird yes. sounds coming out of that. So I'm not saying, I know he's had lots of struggles with drugs. Maybe this is just wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. I hope it's just veneers. And I think no, it's a possibility. I, I love that. And, and in fact, this is making me think you you need to be in the media more often because why is nobody presenting this option That's why such is no option years listen this is what's going to put this podcast on the map i know i really think that this might give us some journalistic integrity yeah 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 okay that's a great point okay uh, so interesting i just didn't like schwimmer now that you say it i'm like oh yeah those are fillers and, and interestingly when i saw them all together on that couch later mm-hmm. I, I, I absolutely had the thought, all of these people have had so much work done, yes. but like, it didn't strike me. Well, okay. I, I will say to you, say to me, this dovetails into one of the questions I was going to ask you. Okay. Okay. Which is which friend. Okay. We both cried watching this yes. episode, right? Yes. I'll admit to crying multiple times. I don't know where you're at. Yeah. I think I, I think I, <sighs> I definitely cried once and I told Greg that I cried at a different part. So I think maybe, you know, I was teary. You must have cried twice. Yeah. Okay. Now I cried within the first five minutes. Really? And I was going to ask you which friend upon which friend's entrance do you think made me cry? Ooh. Okay. Well, it definitely wasn't David Schwimmer because he was in first. That's right. That wouldn't do it. Okay. Um, it wasn't Matthew Perry because his vibe is not cryable. warm and cryable. Correct. I blame the veneers, but also I think it's his personality. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess it was Jennifer Aniston or Lisa Kudrow. It was Courtney Cox, bitch. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that... It shocked, it, it, it took me to my knees. I could not believe Courtney Cox's entrance made me cry. And I don't know if it was, the reason I say it dovetails nicely with this yes. discussion is I cannot figure out why I cried at that moment. Yeah. It might've felt like, oh my God, they're all here. Like maybe it was the, the accumulation of getting to the fourth. Maybe. Yes, like now we have a quorum of friends. Yes. Okay. But it's, but, but I'm also almost wondering if her face scares me so much. <laughs> you started weeping. Yes, I'm sorry to say, and I don't mean that to be, of course, this could be construed as mean. 
Like, I'm not trying to be mean. I just, I think there is something a little unsettling about um, someone's face you've seen so much because you've watched their hit TV show so much. And then, and I don't watch her on like cougars or whatever. Like, I don't watch other things she does. So I don't look at her often. And like her, her face has changed so drastically that there is something very unsettling about looking at her for me I agree I agree and I have to say I mean this is like she's she's been getting work done mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but it's for a while it was like felt like pretty good work yeah you know when someone's getting work done and you're like you know maybe not the tact I would take but I'm not an actress in Hollywood who's still yeah. working and who's also living up constantly to this younger version of themselves yes and something yes I haven't seen her anywhere in a while either and it was again like she got something fresh done for this that was like the lips were like even more pronounced the cheeks Mm -hmm. were bigger Mm -hmm. and I have to say yeah I mean it was really jarring like I'm joking about like confronted with her own mortality but I also was like there goes my headphone Mm -hmm. it was jarring to see everybody to see them in 1994 and then to see them in 2021, yes. like as it was wonderful by and large, but there was this part of me that was like, this is very, this is wild. Totally And the wild. fact that they're not aging naturally, I think <sighs> made it more wild. I agree. But then on the other hand, like when Joey walked in the door, I was like, oh, Joey's not, you know, he put on some pounds. And then I'm like, of course he put on some pounds. Yes why wouldn't he put on some pounds? And I'm not saying he hasn't had anything done. I think he's had a little, just some tweaks, but yes. I'm like, he looks great. Yes. He looks fucking great. How dare I? Yes. No one and... looks like they looked in 1994. Okay. And I was going to ask you yeah. another, here's an, it's dovetailing into another question I was going to ask. So I hope I'm not blowing my load as they say too soon here. It does appear you are, but yeah, I know, but I can't, I can't help myself at this point. I have momentum. So here we are. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you which friend you find the most relatable in real life now in their middle age. Oh, but it's gotta be Matt LeBlanc. Me too. I mean, I think Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. Me too. And I think it's, and hearing you say that makes me feel like it could in part be because he's gained weight in a way where you're like this is what happens to people yes this is. i how also find changed. his personality to be very like grounded and endearing yes when he said they were talking towards the end about acting yes and he made a comment of like i don't believe the acting i do because it's me doing it i know and they were all like ha 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 and i was like no that's very very real makes a lot of sense makes perfect sense yes i, I also, also what you go you go you go okay I was just gonna say I also adore Lisa Kudrow I just I think her vibe is a little more restrained mm. do you know what I mean yes like you know what I suspect maybe I would get along best with Lisa Kudrow in real life same but she was she's a little more restrained so I think that's so interesting you say that answering this question with Lisa didn't even occur to me and I think the reason is mm-hmm. I actually she occupies a different space in my brain where like she is a comedic she's like a comedic actress to me and mm-hmm. I've like heard her a lot on Conan's podcast like mm-hmm. I really love her work like yes. post friends yes so I don't actually and I'm so sorry to say this Lisa but I don't think of her as a friend as much as I think of Matt LeBlanc because what else have I seen that Matt LeBlanc yeah. is doing that's totally fair and I I know what you mean which is funny because of course she's a friend of course she's a friend and also everybody has had like a pretty decent career Matt LeBlanc not so much but he still worked it's not like any of these people totally. stopped working after friends um but Lisa Kudrow is and it it is a little bit the character that phoebe occupies as well because phoebe is very much a part of the group but phoebe has like a much richer and very different backstory 100 percent. and how about that moment when lady gaga was like i want to say thank you for um being the one on the show that was different and like yeah herself 
I didn't love that moment, but that's fine. Oh yeah. I mean, if we want to skip to that, I, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I, in part, I'm sort of like, I'm like the one person in America and beyond who just doesn't give much of a shit about Lady Gaga. Not because I don't think she's super talented. It's yeah. just one of those things where whatever is up with her and what she's doing, it just doesn't like connect with me. Yeah. My, one of my questions was going to be, was there a part that just did not work for you? Yes. Are you and... going to tell me what it is? <laughs> yeah. And, it, and I'm going to tell you what it is in the form of a question I was going to ask you. Okay. Okay. Which was, must Justin Bieber ruin everything? Yeah. That was my part too. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my God. Dead ass. Like I, I, I hated it. The fashion show started and I was like, this is fun. Like, this is really silly. Yes. But in general, I was really impressed with the decisions they made. Me too. Me too. I thought it was super smart and really satisfying to have so many different segments. And so this one was like, obviously this fluffy, silly thing, an excuse to get more star power. But, you know, it was like three minutes long. I was like, oh, and Cara Delevingne, great Cindy Crawford wearing the leather pants. Iconic. Totally. Justin Bieber. Get out doing of what what are you doing what are, why are you here in the spudnik costume i was like dude i think maybe part of what bumped me about it was like justin how fucking old are you you're eight in my mind like yeah. how old were you when the show was on like there's something about a cindy crawford figure who mm-hmm. is such a an icon mm-hmm doing that bit that really worked for me for me because it was like it spoke to how ubiquitously important friends as a show was like cindy crawford is here to celebrate this show like and certainly she lived through and was an adult i think i don't know how old she is she looks 30 (laughs) during during when friends was on justin she was famous in the 90s so she's an adult he just is coming it was very left field for me and i also find him annoying anyway Yeah, I have to say, I was thinking about this because when I wrote that question, I was like, obviously my answer is Justin Bieber. That's so funny. I love that we're on the same page about this. But then I was thinking about Justin Bieber, the Justin Bieber of it all. This is this now me psychoanalyzing celebrities? Yes, Uh, sure. Perhaps just very quickly. I'm like, Justin Bieber is such an interesting figure because like, I'm like, this person has not been set up for success and has been like open about dealing with like mental health stuff. And mm-hmm. and so very similarly, I like, I do not respond to him. I would go as far to say like, I do not like him more in a you know way where you have an opinion about a celebrity and don't know anything about a person. But he was like definitely acting out as a early, like late teens, early twenties. And I found that very obnoxious. But then again, you're like, what would, most people do in this situation you're this young you're this powerful essentially you have all this money yeah of course you're going to adopt a monkey and then like abandon it like you're (laughs) shitty you're you're designed to be shitty and and now when he does stuff like this i'm like this isn't fun yeah but like you gotta imagine he he really wanted to be a part of it because it means something to him 100%. 100%. It just like did not work. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. It was yeah. like he was making fun of it almost. Yes. Oh, great point. That's a great point. But I, I think that was like a self-conscious thing. Obviously you wouldn't sign on to be part of the friend's reunion if you thought it was stupid. Totally. It, it just took me right out of it. I guess he was in that weird, what was he wearing again? Like he was wearing he... Ross's Spudnik costume. Ross's from yes. the Halloween party. Yes. So maybe some of that vibe was coming from like I'm wearing a really crazy outfit. I don't know. It just it was bad. It was left field. You know another left field moment. David Beckham. When when he appeared on the screen, I said to myself, "We have gone a bridge too far." <laughs> Why is this person here? He loves Friends. He's I, very I know, famous. I know he's very famous. I don't know. I, I I guess I guess if we were to generalize more, one part that didn't work for me, it was sort of the bringing the the like celebrities in. Yeah. Um. Whereas the international part, I I will say maybe 
maybe I was like, are we milking this a little bit too much? But it was interesting in a lot of ways to see yes. people from all over the world loving. In fact, I would say generally I was all for that segment. Yeah. But then once we're getting into David Beckham and shit, I'm like, what? I did think, I thought it was a little bit tricky. I didn't mind it at all. Okay. I thought it was cool, but I was like, it's a tricky thing to decide what celebrities you're going to use. Yeah. Like it was a very strange combination of people, which is fine, but it was just like, okay. Remind me to come back. There was one other part that didn't work for me. Okay. Okay. But I was going to bring this up at some point. So why not now? Why I not could now? have done with a friend's reunion with the three main parts that they did like them on set playing the game mm -hmm. the table read and the you know callbacks and bloopers and then the interview with James Corden Ugh, whatever I know. agree agree um and then I could have done with also a documentary about friends yes like I could have done with um two and a half hours of behind you know of the making of yes and those celebrity things in there yes and this is a i wanted to say to you truly yes. my favorite parts of it were seeing the bts yes like like for me it was so not the bts cool. and bts talking about no not friends. that that was fine and kind of funny but <laughs> no the real fucking behind the scenes yes like seeing that moment where that I'm so glad they got on on tape where they were they were pitching on a joke in between takes yes and then you see in the episode how one of the jokes jokes they pitched on on the fly got in got and in. Joey says it the buffet joke I, that was I love that kind of process stuff is so and like hearing about the casting was so interesting I was gonna say that them talking about the casting was my favorite part yeah it was so cool it was my favorite part and that's one of my questions. Okay. What was your favorite casting story? Oh. Ugh. Okay. Well, I will say that my least favorite was the David Schwimmer one because as an actor, I'm like, I don't want to hear about people getting sent gift baskets by execs to be in a pilot. Okay. They don't remember sending him <laughs> that gift basket is up for debate. I know. It sounds like it was up for debate. I for thought debate. it was fascinating. I understand. I understand your aversion, but I was yes. like, he quit television to go back to theater and they were like we wrote it for your voice you have to do it i know incredible cool. what a dream what a also dream. so um so satisfying to then go go do an amazing multi-cam because multi-cam television is theater you know yeah and like yeah. and i also loved that seeing all the the tape of all the wild like party vibes of that taping like yes. i've been to a few tapings of things and I I have never experienced anything close to that kind of energy no and I went to a 30 rock taping what? okay yeah how have we never I talked mean, about that I That's don't know another conversation for another time yeah but the vibe was it's I mean just what a fucking fun party thing so how cool for David Schwimmer to, to go from go, retreating back into theater to then getting yeah. to do like the most the cool this form of theater yeah that also made him like billions of dollars Totally. And I love that. Sorry. I'm no, keep going. You're about to say something. I just thought it was really interesting that I feel like Ross, like my perception as a child or, you know, like or young teen watching mm -hmm. friends, like mm -hmm. when I started to get into friends, which it was in, you know, season, whatever at that point was like, Ross is the least cool friend. Like Ross is like, nobody wants to be Ross. Nobody has a crush on Ross. Yeah. Like Ross is kind of like to me was the least interesting at the time. Mm -hmm. And then as I've gotten older and like, you know, I'm less interested in like, who's the best, who's the hottest, who's the favorite or whatever. You can really see that these are six actors that kind of stand on their own and just make each other stronger. Like they're six strong performances. Yeah. But I was kind of great to like rediscover how good Ross is. Yes, because I because I don't think of him as being, you know, my favorite or whatever. And you're like, he's so freaking good. And so the fact that kind of the whole thing was built around him is actually amazing. It makes a lot of sense. And I have to say, it's interesting to hear you say that because I actually think if you were to ask me as a kid who I thought 
the funniest guy was. I think I would have said Ross at the time. You're such a Ross. And only now later am I, am I really appreciating like the Chandler, the Chandler of it all. I mean, please. And the Joey of it, it's also good. Um, There is absolutely a motorcycle outside just sitting there making noise just idling oh, well. that's maybe it's the guy who used to live across the street from me maybe he moved in <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe he moved how nice of him um okay but i think that my favorite moment what casting story mm-hmm. was joey because of course i love that he had as they said 11 dollars in his pocket or yes. maybe it was nine she says <laughs> and i'm sort of like well you don't actually know but okay um and I just love the idea, I guess this was tr- true of the Chandler story too, of like, which I, I, I was observing as I was w- watching the documentary stuff anyway, how these actors made this show so funny. Yes. And often, it, it, I really think that often the writing has to be funny and then you have mm-hmm. to get actors who serve the writing and the writing is incredible on the show. Yes. But that pivot moment was a perfect example where, where they were showing like on the page, this pivot scene really isn't that funny. But yeah. It's iconically so fucking funny. Mike and I were crying laughing rewatching that. Yes. And so I just think they, the, this is an instance where these actors made like really brought this show from funny to insanely funny iconic. And it sounds like Matt LeBlanc when they, cast him they were like oh he's making joey funny which i agree like i was talking to someone about this recently like like joey was written as such a kind of trope in a way Mm -hmm. and and matt makes it he's gives him like a goofy flair that you wouldn't expect from like the leather jacket wearing hot bad boy well and i think you watch that them develop that more for him as the show goes along yes like in the beginning, he's just the hunk. Yes. He's the dumb hunk. Yes. And then as they see how much he can bring to it, like they give him more and more silliness and more and more heart. Um, yes. But I completely agree. I was thinking the same thing. I think that's why I thought the casting was so interesting. I remember hearing somebody say a while ago about sitcoms or TV shows where they just cast like six hot people yeah and how they never work yeah and they're like friends is the exception not the rule and i think that's because they went through so much casting and they didn't cast them because they were hot they cast them partially because they were hot but they're all so talented it's yeah. crazy totally and i will say to to that point i was surprised to hear that the first time they all met was at the table read because, because the chemistry is so good. Right. And these yeah. days, I don't, maybe this wasn't as done back then, but these days like chem tests are like very normal and real. Like you, before yeah. you get cast in, in something, if you're like one of the last people they're looking at, they're absolutely bringing in other actors who have been cast. So like, I would have thought that like David Schwimmer would have read with all the Rachels at least. Yeah. Right. But maybe are we sure they didn't do come tests? I thought it was, they were just saying that was the first time they were all together. Oh, that's a good point. So maybe they brought people in one-on-one. Yes, maybe. Okay, that would make more sense. But even so, it's still kind of exceptional given that, yes. again, they all have to varying degrees, like they all have good chemistry with each other. I know. So they got really lucky. They got really lucky and it really is so the exception because I, I think I've complained to you about how I find comedy in Hollywood to be weird because so often they're trying to put their execs forget how important real chemistry is to comedy. You like can't mm-hmm. do it without it. Yeah. And that's why I like to write things for my friends and put my friends in them. And I know that that gets into like, is this nepotism, all that, which is complicated, but like, I think often the funniest shit comes out of you letting people build build their cast and like their show around actual chemistry that exists in real life instead of like execs puppeteering like casting and then you put it together and it's like well this was funny on the page and now it makes no sense yeah 
So this is an instance where they like, they hopped, skipped and jumped over all of that and just, yeah, it worked. I know. I was like, did they get casting Emmys? They must have. I hope so. I hope so. Because wow. My favorite arguably was Chandler's was Matthew Perry's only because I was absolutely dead that he was supposed to be in a pilot for a baggage handler in the future. And then they played a clip of it. And I was like, I, what could not believe that, that, that was like a, that was speaking of 30 rock. A, that would be a brilliant bit on 30 Rock about yes. like a dumb show that TV it was like, up. oh my God. It was like the show on, on Friends, Mac and Cheese. Yes. With the robot and the, yeah. Yes. It, yes. it was like that. It was that level of silly. And the fact that an, a Warner exec went and saw taping and was like, yeah, go ahead and cast him. It's like, so funny. Thank fucking God. Yeah. Truly. Thank God someone was like, oh, this show is going nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. No worries. Sign them on. We're not concerned. Yeah. Um, I did read after the reunion when I was thinking about um, Matthew Perry and hoping that he's yes. okay. He had, had said in some interview that he was desperate to be famous back then. Like mm. fame was very important to him. Mm-hmm. And that really made me laugh considering the fact that he hopped onto this bizarre luggage in the future at LAX show I mean like that's not the way (laughs) but what if it is the way yeah what if it's the best space show in all the 90s what if god that was so weird it was so weird incredible and similarly how interesting was that thing that Jen told about how that producer on that other show was like don't go do friends that show's not going to make you a star yeah huh huh uh okay what else do we need to ask each other i oh go i have a big one i have a huge one okay 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 on a scale from one to full freak out Mm -hmm. how much did you lose your mind when jen and david schwimmer admitted to having a crush on each other (sighs) okay i wish i could say full freak out oh okay Did you know about it? No, I just think I was feeling like a little cynical, like a little cynical part of my brain kicked up Mm. where I just was like, these are all very like savvy people who have been in the entertainment world, very, very famous Mm -hmm. in entertainment for decades now. And like, of course, that's the most satisfying thing we could hear. Yes, sure. So there was part of me that was like, I would have found it more interesting if like Phoebe, like if Lisa Kudrow had been like, oh, me and David had crushes on each other. Like that would have been more like random and like yes. satisfying. But of course, as much as I was like, you're just giving us what we want. I'm like, of course, I bet you all had crushes on each other. Like. To greater or lesser degrees at some point yeah um and they have great chemistry as ross and rachel i believe I know. it and we also know that sometimes the the lines do actually blur with actors when yeah like you're playing people that are in love and they it was for 10 years on and off you know yeah and so yeah, yeah especially when they were very the behind the scenes though again convincing convincing i was like Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Obviously, this is a very produced event. Yeah. Right? I don't think yes. anyone's asking questions that weren't reviewed by everybody. Good so point. It felt like this very conscious decision to like reveal this thing that they knew would make us happy. And I'm not saying it didn't make me happy. And I'm not saying I don't believe it. It just felt like a very produced and pre-planned moment where like a couple of the other things felt a little more natural. Like yeah. even David Schwimmer talking about how much he hated the monkey, like there was real feeling there. Yes. Whereas like, that was like, not that they should or would still be holding a flame for each other. Yeah. It just felt very factually no, you're, related. You're 100% correct. I am gullible about that kind of shit. <laughs> um, and it usually doesn't occur to me for some reason. 
But yeah, but hearing you say that, I'm like 100%. I think both things are true, as you alluded to. Like, yes, probably it's true. You know, like, I don't think this is made up for TV. No, no, no. And like, again, the behind the scenes footage was delightful to watch. Like them yes. like snuggling on the couch. I was like, this is oh. very, very cute. I'm loving. I mean, I have to say all the friends in the BTS, they are very like physically affectionate with each other. Yes. And they are on the show too. That's, um, I wish one of them would have just been like, oh yeah, we all slept together. I know that would have made so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope they did all sleep together. Good for them. God. It was such a good show. Dude, it was. And okay. I know it has its problems in retrospect, but it was whatever. What I know. Actually, one of the first things I said to Mike afterwards was I was like, this show, I, I'm so, I'm consistently so shocked by how well it holds up and how funny it still is. Mm-hmm. But then I thought to myself, you know, I haven't done a deep dive in a while. And like, I'm pretty positive there would be some things where I would be like, Mm-mm, no. It's honestly... Well, I don't want to say that because again, I'm just one person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But sometimes I look back at different things and I'm like, whoa, you can't say that. Like, yeah. Um, as we've yeah. alluded to 1000 times, like recently watching a lot of old Law and Order. Yes. I think because they tackle some things more directly, like we simply don't talk about things and those and that language anymore. Yeah. So it can be really jarring. Whereas Friends is like pretty saccharine. Um, yeah. It's more along the like no homo variety yeah, of it. stuff yeah. that, that you bump on and also like absolute lack of representation, which the is- The whitest show of all time. It's the most white. Yes. Um, yeah, 100%. Seinfeld's pretty white. Seinfeld, oh yeah, I mean, a lot of things- I mean, there's a white. lot of whitest shows of all time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, again, it, I think it does hold up better- just Funniness like comedy wise. wise. Yes, it's still so funny. It's so funny. So that brings me to a thing I wanted to ask. Yeah. What was your, was there a standout comedy moment for you that you remembered like a bit that they did on, on a real episode, like a episodic bit where you were like, oh my God, that was the funniest shit of all time. From the reunion? Yes, but like from clips that they showed. Yeah. Like for instance, we talked about the pivot moment. Yes. I remember and still love Joey putting on all of Chandler's clothes. It's the best. And lunging. I mean, yes. And the lunging and the, the physical comedy of it and the childishness of it. Yeah. Like it <laughs> yeah. was like watching siblings, yes. you know, fighting over the chair that who cares? It's a chair. It was very like relatable and also ridiculous. Yes. As a child watching it. And then it stays funny. Yeah. It's a good physical bit. Yeah. That's a great one. So true. What about you? Okay. For me, it was one I had completely forgotten about, which was when Chandler, when the friends walk in and catch Chandler and Monica kissing and then Chandler (laughs) decides he's just going to kiss everybody as he leaves. Oh my God. I mean, it's, so funny Mike and I were yes. both laughing so hard and that's the thing like to be re-watching something that was mm-hmm. taped in the 90s mm-hmm. and to to for two people so we have so, uh, some control one person loved the show Mike was not a friends person he's coming yeah. at this pretty fresh to both be we were cracking up at yes. that moment it's like that's I forgot powerful. about that it's so funny <laughs> It's so funny. And yes, that whole, when Chandler and Monica are hiding their relationship is so rich. And the scene where like, I thought you were talking about the scene where they're in the tub, the bathtub, the bathtub, and she's holding the wine and she has to just like go under the water. And then I believe that culminates in Joey being like, I'm going to grab some chicken. Do you want some? Yes. And he's like, no, to get him out of the bathroom. When Monica comes up, she's like, what did he want? He's like, oh, he's going to offer some chicken. And she's like, I need some chicken. And then voluntarily goes back under the water so that Chandler can order the chicken. It's so so funny. It's so funny. Even that little clip they showed where she goes under and and there's just the shot of Chandler saying something like, it's uh, it's been a rough day. Yes. Yes. Good. Mike and I, again, we're laughing so hard at that. It's like, damn. Yes. And I loved them talking about, again, this is like 
this is the stuff that makes me be like, I would watch a documentary, like in addition yes. to this, them sh- talking about and showing the live tape reaction when yes. they find them in bed together or, you yes. know, when they reveals that they've slept together and how they were just going to play it for, you know, short-term gags. Because again, that storyline is one of the richest, one mm-hmm. of the most satisfying, I would say. They really take it so many good places. I know. I loved hearing that that was based off audience reaction. Yes. And and watching that clip is so honestly like touching like to see a, an audience freak out the the like the the reaction keeps happening for seconds and seconds mm-hmm. and more seconds and the actors still have to be in the scene yes. and they just let it go and you can see Courtney kind of smiling like she's trying not to react to their reaction yes she's so happy though that they're loving it yes that and- they got this big cheer and then she makes the joke about now it's my turn yes so good. Which is so funny. Yeah. Again, they're all, like you're they're a funny all comedic geniuses for, yes. for one. But I just loved that because it was like, man, that's an example of a show. Pete, writers talk about this a lot, but this is such a, a like rich example, how your show lives beyond you. And like, it starts to become a thing that's shared by other people. And it starts to like take on a life of its own. Yeah. And it's so interesting to hear that the creators didn't realize that a Monica and Chandler story would be so satisfying, but like, it clearly that is what the audience was waiting for yes yes but I don't even know that I would have ever like I know wanted that it was like a subconscious mm -hmm. or or some just I think yeah just the fact that ended up being so satisfying almost surprising everybody yes and and it made sense it's like you know the the Ross and Rachel, I think the reason it was so satisfying and made so much sense be- was because the whole romantic nexus was Ross and Rachel, yeah. right? This will they, won't they, they did, they're they're on again, they're off again, they're on again, mm-hmm. they're off again. And so to just have this in contrast, not without bumps, but like more steady. Yeah. Romantic, but that, that came out of nowhere. That wasn't this buildup. It just surprised us. Boom. Yes. Was you're so right. Great. It was like such a great foil to the Ross and Rachel dynamic where yes. it was on again, off again. Will they, won't they this you're right. It was like a steady, satisfying incline. Of course, the secret of it all, like, I mean, the best. Well, and that was my favorite part of the, the table read reactions where they intercut it with the scenes. Yeah. Um, them in the, seeing the apartment with Ross. Yeah because that scene is so vivid in my mind because the, them jumping up and down on the other side of the window yeah, to like get Ross to turn around and so not good. see them is so like such a good visual gag. Like I think about, it's like a gif and stuff, you know, I can like re- imagine what everyone's wearing. Like that very much lives rent-free in my head. Yeah. So to watch them do it and to, you know, David Schwimmer's little scream. Like, yes. Woo! It was just delightful. It's so satisfying. You know what moment I would say my favorite was when they were intercutting table read with real scene. Tell me. And this is another moment where I cried. Was the Ross and Rachel kiss? Oh. I yeah, mean, oh my God. I mean, I was. You're crying. a real Ross and Rachel head. I'm learning. I guess so. Dude, I guess so. I don't know. I, I was crying. Mike was like, She's very surprised by my emotional reactions to these Aww. moments, as was I. <laughs> I Not gonna lie, me too. Yeah. Uh, it's just so good. They had such good chemistry. It did make sense to me. I mean, it's satisfying to hear as a listener that it was the first time they had kissed. Yes. Like, well, and that was another cute part of that conversation where they're like, is the first time we kiss really going to be on national TV? I know. You know, to imagine like having this like workplace crush, essentially. Yeah. But the timing never lines up, but you're like, we're romantically You know what else other. I thought to myself? I cannot fucking believe, believe that David Schwimmer had to watch Jennifer Aniston date Brad Pitt. That's like the worst case scenario for a workplace crush. Okay. Yeah. You don't get the girl and she starts dating Brad fucking Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. I mean, nightmare. He's probably still in therapy about that. <laughs> I wish I was waiting for Brad Pitt to uh-huh. do something. 
to do either you know a talking head or to be like one of the guests that came out mm-hmm. um I'm like you we know you in general on good terms like come on Brad it's what the people want yeah it is what the people want oh, you're wow. right that is kind of not a good look for him that's a that's I mean a point down for Brad in my opinion yeah it hurt my feelings yeah I'm hurt I, and I took that personally yeah <laughs> um yeah that would have been huge imagine if instead of like tom Selleck, which like i'm all for tom Selleck, but imagine if instead that was brad fucking pitt i love richard okay i love richard having yes i i I, even though monica and chandler is great as just discussed like again re-watching friends whenever i last did it like when they're breaking up i was like this is so heartbreaking like this is so so sad i feel like you know, while keeping it super light as a show in general, they do occasionally really like hit an emotional core. And just that thing that happens like a lot in real life where two people love each other, but you know, what they want at this point in their life just doesn't line up. Um, Yeah, dude. And having to like walk away without anything really happening. It's like- I had kind of forgotten about that. And you're right, that that is a very rich territory that they explored there. She's like, I want kids. And he's like, I definitely don't want kids. Yeah. And the, I mean, that's real. That's a real world stuff. And I just also think Tom Selleck is really charming. What can I say? Oh, he's so great. Love that guy. Yeah. That was going to be one of my questions. Who was your favorite guest appearance? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, think I guess they... Was- I guess they didn't stand out to me yeah they were pretty minor I did think it was fun yeah I'm all for it as a premise but there was no there wasn't one I guess I'm I knew okay I liked Gunther I don't know if we would call that guest appearance made me sad because he seemed he seemed really like anxious yeah I I know there was something and I was like it must be weird to be like literally on 10 seasons of a show yeah but just to be this like guy kind of punchline random person like you're not part of the gang yeah you know what I mean I guess but his story is so interesting to me and always has been like his story oh just that like they he literally was borderline an extra on set like he had an under five like he was maybe he had one line yeah and so that's the thing where you think you're going in for a day yeah. and you're the barista for yeah. the day. Yeah. Okay. And then he, 10 years, I mean, please, I don't think that's a sad story. How did it grow? Oh, he was so funny. He was so oh instantly funny that they, they wrote yeah. him in going forward. Uh, yeah. I just wish, yeah, it, was, it wasn't like, that's a really good point. That's a great way to look at it. I think I was putting a lot on Gunther. Yeah, you might have been projecting a lot. I was projecting onto Gunther because I wasn't a friend and it hurt. Um, No, but like, I just, of course you can't plan the whole friends reunion around Gunther's schedule, but I think it would have read differently if he'd been in person. There was something about him being like on a giant screen Mm -hmm. on the WB lot. In like his very basic apartment. Yes, I was like, (laughs) I was like, man, just have him pre-tape something this is weird like it's so funny you say that it's a good point it's almost like it was weird because he's just a working actor like yeah otherwise you have like Tom Selleck all this shit but like just to have like a working actor in the mix in their basic apartment it's like this feels (laughs) the juxtaposition is too great yeah yeah there was something about it that didn't yeah okay what was your favorite guest well, I love to see Tom Selleck and I, it was great to see Janice and just a little, the little story about the laugh. Yes. How she's like, I can't play opposite with him, opposite him. Like, I'm going to be cracking up all the time. What am I going to do? This character needs a laugh. That, that a she story. brought the laugh. I know. Like, that the laugh wasn't written. Dude, I have to say that was a moment where I, again, felt like this show was magic. And like, it feel it's that weird thing where like, something that's so iconic gets cemented in your brain in a way where you're like oh this is always as it was as it is as it has been this is the Janice character she had the laugh but like to learn that it was so fluid and they allowed it to be so fluid and like people brought themselves to their roles and like 
just just like the free flow of ideas like that's also why I loved the like them pitching on it in between takes moment yeah it just reminds you like yeah like that collaborative energy is actually what made this show so great and that like chemistry from all angles the creators had chemistry they had chemistry with the cast like yes yes stars seem to have chemistry with the cast like it just there was chemistry everywhere it's coming out their ears there was so much chemistry that's right we're oh sweeping it off the floor there was so much chemistry james corden couldn't even damp it down oh my god and i do want to do a tight two on how i don't like him and i i can't i can't figure out why apparently he's a big jerk okay thank you i i think yeah okay maybe that's why <laughs> I mean, whether you have heard that and it's bumping or whether that's like, you're like, something is disingenuous about this character. I don't know. I agree. It's like, on the other hand, I love some of the bits he does. Like, I used to love Carpool Karaoke before I ever heard anything negative about him. Yeah. But it's very, it very much feels like a, like an Ellen vibe where you're just like, you're not this person. That's a great comp. Great comp. Anyway, where were yeah. we? Guest stars. I would have rather, they should have just let Tom Selleck host it. Oh man, that's a that's such a good point. Like, yeah, just have someone who was involved in the show host it. Yeah. Okay, so that maybe is like one of our one notes. That's my note. <laughs> that note plus don't let Justin Bieber inside the building. Don't let Justin Bieber in. He can come hang out backstage. It's clear he loves friends he's just not up to the fashion show okay you got two professional models and you got justin bieber yeah <laughs> my third note is i want more so i know figure that out for me I want that's the part too. that i started crying i started Can't... crying i got a little weepy when people were talking about how friends felt like they're friends uh-huh that little thing because it was pretty cheesy but it was also so true yeah like friends is like a very safe space if you're like i'm bummed yes. I just need a little cheering up. I need like comfort. Yes. I need a big warm TV hug. Like friends, friends, baby, every time. Yes. It never lets you down. I can't yes. think of a time I've put on friends and thought this was the wrong choice in my life. <laughs> never. Never. Not an option. Um, that time I got a little teary. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got sad when they were like, we're not doing this again. Like this is it because yeah it was like that's the downside of the reunion right yeah before there was always the hope of the reunion now we have no more hope the reunion's come and gone totally but i have to say i am so fucking relieved that they're all on the same page about nobody wanted a weird scripted like show of them now where are they now thing like thank fucking god God, that would have been a nightmare and i have to tell you i was a little afraid to watch this because i didn't know what to expect I and, had no idea what it was. I just right, turned okay. it on. Yeah. Yeah. And I was worried it was going to be that. Yeah. And I'm so glad it wasn't. Part of me. Well, I mean, who knows? I'm glad it wasn't too. I'm really happy with what they did. But again, based on how much we've talked about how much we respect the creators and yeah. the actors, like, I bet they could have done something fun. But it, again, it's like, I loved how they talked about ending it as well. I don't think it was ever an option for them to reopen it because they're like, we ended it. We purposely put everyone in a really nice place. Like we wanted a happy ending for everybody. Yeah. And and And, they talked about wanting it to be nuanced and they did it. They did the good job with her getting off the plane, Mm -hmm. which now Mm -hmm. seems like a little bit. I got off the plane. I wept a little bit there too. Well, can I tell you, I wanted to tell you the moment where I sobbed yeah as in mike look whipped his, his head left because i had an audible <gasps> moment where i was gasping sobbing was after the final take they're in the hallway of the apartment yes. they yell cut and they yes. all start hugging i yes. mean i honestly might start crying now talking about it like it's just i cannot imagine how hard that was for them I, yeah it's it just was so wild watching that. It is crazy to think because like, it reminds me of like doing like high school theater. 
Same which you do. do, you do like a long weekend's worth of shows or like two weekend run. And then at the end, you're like, I can't believe it's over and we'll never get to do this together again. Yeah. Except it's 10 years of your life. Yeah. Like devastating. And like you, you had to break the sets right away. Do- I was like, <gasps> okay. So, and I am interested in that because, so I first questioned when they walked on set in the beginning, I was like, what's going on? Has this always been here? Did they never take it down? Cause it was so iconic. They knew that like tourists would want to see it, but then finding out they did take it down. But then seeing that plaque, the friend set plaque on the lot, I, clearly they at some point rebuilt it. Have you ever been to the WB studio tour? Not the tour. I've been there, but I haven't toured. You're like, I've been there. I've been there because I'm- I'm a professional. I'm in the biz. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. First of all, they have plaques on a lot of the sound stages. Okay. For their really popular shows. Yes. That have filmed there. Oh, plaques, even if the set isn't still up? Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, but, you know, this was shot here. I actually can't place, I must have looked away when they showed that. Yeah. But I'm assuming that's what it was. Yeah, maybe? it was one of those. Just Okay. Yeah. And then my guess would be, because they also have, like, at part of the tour, you can get your picture taken on the friend's set in the cafe. Okay. So whether it's that's a repro or the original, unclear. I know. But that exists like in their little like museum slash gift shop that they drop you at the end of the tour. Okay. So my uninformed suspicion is that they had to strike because they had to start filming something, but they kept everything because it was a juggernaut for them. And they were like, we're going to do something with this at some point. Like we've got the storage. You're right. But I bet they like rebuilt because they were talking about the beam like, oh, they took this out at some point. Yes, they must have. Yes. And so there must have just been a storage, their storage. But I, I did love like as someone who's not in the biz, you know, I have been to a couple of studio tours. Yeah. Not just Warner Brothers. Uh, Listen, I'm not above it. I kind of want to do it. Dude, they're very fun. Because um, The thing is, if, if me walking around, I, I can't be going into places. No. Like, no. Also, and you you're won't gonna... know the fun things that they tell you. You won't know the fun things. You forget where you parked your car. Like it becomes, you don't want to run into like the person you just had the meeting with, like at, at like the Starbucks down the streets too much. <laughs> you want to get out of there. You're like, I've got to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so I'd like seen some multicam. I've seen some sets before, but I loved how they took you through the set like how you could see how the whole thing was set up. Yes, me too. And then like the behind the set, you know, or like down, around the corner is nothing, of course. Yes. But like, or, or the closet that's so full of stuff in the show. Yes. They do that one time, but that is actually like the door to the break room, essentially. Yes, like, so cool. Very cool to see. I loved seeing where they did their huddle before yeah. every show. I loved that story. I mean, of come course, on. Of course. I cannot get enough of hearing about how much they liked each other, which no. again, so obvious. Of course they did. That's why we, we like could all feel it coming off the screen, but yeah. <sighs> I also, I feel like this is just the part of the podcast where we get out all the things that we like that we haven't covered yet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I loved, I thought it was so funny. Again, again, this is like, give me a fucking six part documentary. Give it to me all. Like, um, I'll, I'll watch it all. I loved all the little stories. Like the fact that the runner up for Joey comes back as Joey's Joey double. Insane. I was like, this is the best. So smart. Such a funny gag. You yes. already know the guy. Yes. Yes. And thank God you didn't cast that guy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. Can I you know. imagine? <sighs> Matt LeBlanc was such a hunk. I, it's insane how beautiful he was. He has charisma the whole way through, but like seasons one through three, you're just like, Whoo. Yeah. Yo. I know. It's so funny. Cause I don't Gorgeous remember man. being attracted to him. Um, but he's so beautiful. Yeah. I guess I wasn't attracted to any of the friends, which I'm kind of pleased for, pleased about. Congratulations to you. you. Kept your love pure. I did, yeah. (laughs) Platonic. Um, I feel like I was attracted to all of the friends. Yeah, I I know. You're right. 
yeah, actually you're right. Like it, it, it isn't <laughs> quite right to say that I wasn't attracted to them. I just didn't have like a clear crush on one of the friends, but like, you're yeah. right. It's like, yeah. Cause they're all fucking beautiful and funny and hot and smart. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We did well, it. We did it. Um, friends forever. Friends forever. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Sydney to Sydney, talking pop culture and stuff, baby. Yeah. And the episode can be called the one where they recap the Friends reunion.